0: Welcome back to the It Happens Here podcast. I am Kara The Huntress-Smith, a senior targeting analyst for Deliver Fund. Like all of the episodes of this podcast, it is brought to you by DeliverFund. So if you'd like to support the podcast and the fight against human trafficking, please go to DeliverFund.org. As always, unless I explicitly say so, DeliverFund is not necessarily involved in the articles that I break down here. This week's article that I break down the suspect did end up pleading guilty and being sentenced so you know I don't have to say the fun thing about innocent until proven guilty because obviously this guy is and the story is going to be coming to you out of Manning, South Carolina. So let's get to it. (laughs) on Thursday, June 9th of 2022, WJLA out of South Carolina reported this story. A South Carolina man already on the sex offender registry has been sentenced to 15 years in prison and a lifetime of supervised release for sex trafficking a 17-year-old pregnant girl in DC in 2019. Rodriguez Anton Cole, 37, of Manning, South Carolina, pleaded guilty to one count of sex trafficking of a minor and one count of commission of a crime against a minor victim while on a sex offender registration status. The girl met Cole on the online sexual solicitation ad site, and when she told him she was only 17, Cole first said he didn't want her to engage in sex acts for his financial benefit because she was too young according to a release from the US Attorney's Office from the District of Columbia. But he changed his mind. He drove the girl and the two women who were working for him on the track in Washington, DC. He had the girl engage in at least six commercial sex dates and took all of the money from her, according to the release. After investigation by DC police and the FBI Child Exploitation and Human Trafficking Task Force, Cole was arrested on April 9th of 2019. He still had the cash earned by the girl and two women on him. He also had two cell phones containing communications about his commercial sex enterprise, according to the release. Cole has remained in custody since his arrest. Okay, so first of all, this is another exemplary example of what child sex trafficking looks like in the United States. I don't know this victim's story. So I don't know what kind of place she was in, but she was pregnant and she was being posted on an illicit online ad website. And this is where the trafficker found her. So whether she was being trafficked by another trafficker or she was posting for herself because she was in a desperate situation, uh, the trafficker, found her to be vulnerable and not to mention she was a minor. So he went ahead and he exploited that. He probably offered her like money and connection and warmth to take care of her. He obviously, although not stated in the article, was a pimp. He had two victims that were over the age of 18 that he's already running on the track up in Washington DC. And he was scouring illicit online ad websites, looking for what he might find as an independent sex worker or somebody who wasn't already being trafficked to find his next vulnerable victim. And he found her and he brought her to DC and then he exploited her and guess what? She was a juvenile, she was a minor. I don't know how many times I have to like hit this and I know I'm beating a dead horse but people need to realize this is what child sex trafficking in the United States looks like. All right, my next point. Leopards cannot change their spots, ladies and gentlemen. And this trafficker was a registered sex offender he was registered back in 2001 for criminal sexual conduct and assault with the intent to commit. So he, he did something pretty bad. He got charged for it back in 2001. He also failed to register his address around 2011, 2012. Shocker. But where do we see him now 20 years later after he assaulted somebody? possibly raped somebody, sexual misconduct, whatever that means in the state that he was charged in. He was just doing the same thing again, exploiting another human being for his benefit. Human beings, sorry, not just one. Three that we know of, and who knows how long he was even doing it in the first place. So that brings me to another point. Did you know when it comes to state charges, depending on the state traffickers who are charged with some kind of crime involving trafficking whether it be promotion of prostitution pimping whatever it may be when they end up being charged and found guilty they're not always required to register as a sex offender yeah yeah that yeah that's right i'm saying that not all states require people who are involved with what is blatantly an associated sexual related offense to register as sex offenders. Uh, but it really depends on the state and it really depends on the laws. And if that's something that bothers you, which it should Make sure you talk to your local representatives, your state representatives, all the way up to your state governor to ensure that the laws are in place, that they do have to register sex offenders and make sure that they make amendments to that during their legislative sessions, because it's super important to ensure that people who are exploiting other human beings, specifically through sex, making them sell their bodies, maybe even if they don't touch them, I don't care. They are still committing an egregious offense by making somebody go be violated for their own financial gain, and they need to be registered as sex offenders. Now, what's really going to blow your mind is I'm going to talk to you about the fact that a lot of trafficking charges, promoting prostitution, pimping charges, they end up being dropped. So they get charged, and then a prosecutor is not... Absolutely, how do I say this politely, not absolutely sure that they're going to get that charge of promoting prostitution, trafficking, pimping, whatever it may be, because it's really hard sometimes when you have a victim who is not willing to cooperate And so they're going to go after a lesser charge, or they're going to go after an easier charge, like felony and possession of a weapon or drug charges or something else that they can charge that trafficker with because the prosecutor wants the win. So here's where your mind's going to get blown. There are people that walk amongst us every single day that might have had a drug charge that might have had a grand theft auto charge that they're found guilty on or, or a drug charge or whatever it may be. But when they were initially charged, they were also charged for promoting prostitution, pimping, trafficking, whatever. But those charges ended up being dropped in a plea deal, or they ended up being dropped due to a lack of evidence, or they end up being dropped just because prosecutors scared to lose. And they are human traffickers, and they're continuing on with their lives and their business. They spend two, four, six years in jail, get back out, and then they recycle, and they go back out there, and they exploit other people. Guess what doesn't come up on a background check at all? You know, background checks for school coaches, background checks for employment. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is a fact that they were probably selling human beings at one point in time or are continuing to sell human beings. So think about it this way let's just say it's in Georgia. Uh, Georgia actually has a pimping charge. They still have pimping, like the the verbiage is pimping. And say a pimp was trafficking three adult victims and he got arrested. None of the victims would flip. The prosecutor doesn't decide to go after the charges. Maybe he got a ticket for possession of marijuana or something like that. And he continued on with his life and he continued on with he's doing. He paid his charge, right? A lot of schools these days, just because they had a drug charge four years ago, which I mean, the trafficker could even possibly go out and do community service, maybe go to a couple AA meetings or what is it? I don't know what the equivalent is for AA for other drug use or whatever it may be, but you know what I'm talking about. And then, so they can get that record expunged and then maybe they're continuing off their life selling girls on the side, but they have four or five kids. And then their kids are on the soccer team and they want to coach soccer and they're loving and sweet and manipulative. And they're just the best coach. And so at four o'clock on Friday, when you bring, you know, little Tommy to go to his soccer game is coach might be a human trafficker, and he might be scamming on the teenage girls that are standing nearby watching their little brothers play. And he's probably really kind and really sweet. And guess what, he passed that background check, because the charges never went through and he doesn't have any kind of sexual offense against him. So now I'm going to make you think differently all the time about where you put your children, when you put your children and who you're talking to. So that's kind of like your um, nuclear mind blow for the week and something to think of. And the reason why you could think about it is when you support people who support law enforcement, who provide solid, rock hard intelligence that ends up being evidential those charges don't ever get dropped because the prosecution knows they have something solid to stand on. And then that trafficker ends up being put in jail, that digital evidence, stuff that deliver funds assist, assist law enforcement with. That, so think about that of who you support and how you go about the process and going after that trafficker. And then also think about the politicians that you're supporting and lobbying to ensure that the law is, are put in place to when they are charged with anything trafficking or even prostitution related that they have to register. So, all right. I think that's about enough for this week, don't you? If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, share, comment, and uh, as always, come back next week for another rendition of It Happens Here. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>